Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast, where the stories are sacred. To learn more about Vet Church, visit www.vetchurch.com. Hey, Vet Church. So I'm sitting here with uh, R.T. R.T. Hall. R.T. Hall. As in Robert Thomas. Son of a veteran. His brother's a veteran. Even a whole pot full of cousins. <laughs> and he's a singer-songwriter met down here in the bayou. We are in uh, Morgan City or somewhere south of there. I don't know. We're in the bayou on a... We're out in the woods. That's it, man. <laughs> on, on, the, on the camp of... Uh, y'all see me do those Dat Sauce commercials? Well... This is it. This is it. And part <laughs> of the last Honky Tonk music series and all my friends around here. So I, I, I just, you know, you went out in the woods to write some songs. I did. You came back in. I felt like I needed to come down here like there was somebody I was going to talk to and found out you're a, a singer-songwriter. And you've been really connected to the veteran tribe and got some great stories about how to help with the healing of PTSD. And you know about it. Yes, and, and I know a lot about it. And that's, it's what our tribe, I mean, that's why we have a closed group. That's why we're doing what we're doing and reaching out because it, it takes personal relationships. Tell me, just tell, talk to us. Well, I'll, uh, I'll give you a little background on me. My dad was uh, 41 years in uh, the military, we're going to call it, uh, because he was active duty and then reserves for 41 years. Uh, W04 when he finally graduated after 41 years. Uh, Chief Warrant Officer Four. Right. <laughs> he was, he was Mister. Generals called him Mister. I, you know, I really <laughs> liked that. That was pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah. And uh, my brother was uh, retired after 33 years, a full bird colonel in the army. Uh, he uh, spent a little time in uh, in Iraq, flying helicopters, doing evac and and troop movement. Uh, he was the brigade commander for the group that was out there. And I've got a uh, cousin who served just, uh, I'm gonna tell you all over the place, he was in Afghanistan and in Iraq and served uh, with UN forces in different areas. And he's a, uh, uh, he came back and uh, they they retired him after 28 years. Uh, he was a is it CW5? The highest rank you can get is the as warrant. a warrant. Yes, and yeah, that's exactly. uh, that's what he retired from. But uh, he was suffering a lot. He had seen a lot. I mean, you see things. I, he's seen things that I'll never be able to uh, to think about, and it really. That kind of concerns me, and I've, I've actually written a song about that. I'll let you hear it a little later. But uh, the uh, uh, just just watching him come back was was quite disturbing. But what do you he's mean? Come back. What do you mean? Talk, well, I mean, like, let's get into it a little bit. What uh, do you mean? Before he left, uh, he was always a quiet guy, mm -hmm. uh, and then he joined up at eighteen, and. When he came back, uh, quiet is not the word, completely reserved. He would, it was very hard to get him to talk about anything, even family. And uh, that's... Uh, now, was it, was there, were there maladaptive practices going on with this or was it just total withdrawal? To me, I, I didn't get to see him as often as I wanted to, so I'm, I'm going to say that it was... Uh, 
uh, not a total withdrawal. Uh, he's got a very good wife who, who can pull things out of him and she's, uh, he's been retired for six, eight, ten years now. I'm, I'm not absolutely certain, but she's managed to get him to, uh, to be a more public person. And that's what it took. It took the it took the woman in his life to to get him back into the uh, into the real world. Uh, he's off a lot of the medications that they put him on, and Dr they, so they drugged him up right away. They drugged him up right away. Uh, <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, and I've got uh, two or three other cousins that have uh, been in different places. One Vietnam. Uh, two that uh, I'm on a, a married couple now. They aren't, the husband is not my cousin, but he married my cousin and both of them served over and they're, they're an interesting couple to watch, but uh, they've both got uh, afflictions in their old age that uh, came from being in Iraq. Well, now, so they, you know, they talk about 22 a day. Right. What they don't talk about is that half of those people, uh -huh. eleven of them, right, are Vietnam, Gulf War, mm -hmm. Grenada, all that stuff. Right. It's not just it's, it's not, not just, just us from OIF, OIF, uh -huh. and this post traumatic stress that you're hinting at, and we're talking about. It, it does stuff to us. You, you see things. You hear things. It's got to to play on your brain. I mean, it's uh, all the senses are are on high alert when you're anytime you're in a stressful situation, and it's a continuing stressful situation. Uh, all your senses are on high alert all the time. Things are going to affect you when you come back to a point where you're not on high alert all the time. Your your body is conditioned to that, and you'll keep that up. And it, it's, it's true of a lot of people. Uh, my dad never had that situation. Uh, he was uh, a Vietnam era uh, in the reserves, but his reserve unit was never called Vietnam because they were um, the group that was sitting there uh, planning what to do if the Russians came over the in, into Germany, and that's uh, that's he spent six weeks a year going over into Germany, and you know this is where we can sit. He and a general just rode around in a jeep all the time. So that he that's, was working too. He was. They were. They were looking at things. So I mean, and you started seeing the differences of people coming back. How old were you when you first started noticing? Hey, something's going on. Well, uh, I was. Uh, I had a cousin cousin that washed out that was about to go to Vietnam, and he uh, just after basic training, he just got to the point where he was so scared that he deserted. And my dad talked to him and got him back. And uh, really, he, like he did did not get him in. Uh, he ended up serving jail time for desertion. Um, but he came back and did it. But he it. came back and did what he had to do, and, and my dad convinced him of it. Uh, my dad's a good negotiator. Uh, <laughs> then uh, you can also, my brother 
during his time served, uh, he was a helicopter jockey. Uh, he was a brigade commander over in, uh, in Iraq. And uh, it was always amusing. They, when he came back, he had, they had put together a video of, you know, this is, this is what we did. And it was, <laughs> it was pretty cool. Uh, you know, but his situation, he was mentally prepared to be over there, but he had a family history. Yeah. And uh, people that come in cold don't have that mental preparation. I don't know your situation. Are you from a mil uh, oh, yeah. military family? My dad did 29 years. Oh. Well, and it's, and it's weird. I, I, I felt like I was very mm -hmm. prepared. Yeah. I'm, I'm a family systems theorist. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would do a lot of psychological work. I read books. I'm, I've got a doctorate degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet I still have PTSD. Well, and, I, and, I, and they're like, well, what'd you do? And I said, well, I worked in a morgue and I listened to stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, what I specialized in was listening to right. stories. And the more I heard, like a few minutes ago, you said, there's no way that stuff doesn't play in your brain. Oh, it, it's there. <laughs> and that's, and that's, I think, you know, I go sit in my group and I have a group of guys uh -huh. that helps a lot. And uh, I haven't been there in a little bit, but because I'm out here doing this. Yeah. And um, a lot of those guys from groups still call me up and they ask me the same question. How are you doing today? Yes. And how did you do yesterday? How do you mm -hmm. live? How can you be where yep. you're at? What are you doing? And then mm -hmm. they say, well, you're doing this. And, you know, we've got triggers. and Right. Well, you can't, you can't remove yourself from things. Uh, you have to, to placate the situation. Your whole concept of, uh, of death. People say that over time, the death will be less uh, less on your mind. Well, that's not the truth. Yeah, you're not thinking about it constantly, but it's on your mind. Oh yeah, and, well, and, and it wakes you up at night. It does. Uh, I, I, I go back, uh, I did a lot of hiking on the Appalachian Trail, yeah. and we had a gentleman with us that, that was a Vietnam vet, and he was a front guy. He walked, he walked the front line. And while we were walking up a, up the Appalachian Trail once, a, a small woman of, you know, some far eastern descent came walking down and he had a flashback right there and he basically had to sit down in the trail and just cry and just, Again. and I had a, and I had we a panic attack sit, right. last week. I, I don't know if uh -huh. I was telling you about it, but like, it's like your heart, it, it oh, yeah. mirrors, they say it mirrors a heart attack almost exactly yeah and like where did that come from hmm. i don't know except you i know, know that the trigger? my best friend is about to go with his wife taking command in europe for a couple of years yeah and he's a huge part of my support system and it's another loss every time there's a loss like mm -hmm. it affects us somehow and i don't know if that was it yeah but i have a feeling that may be part of the whole thing was this loss. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, uh, you can't predict the triggers. If you could predict the triggers, you could you could avoid them. Uh, oh yeah, no. like I'm sure like on the trail in front of his right. buddies, he doesn't want to do that. That's, this is not where he wants to be, crying no. in front of his, <laughs> his hiking buddies. But uh, he, you know, he got it out of his system. We were all 
willing to to just sit around and let him, you know, get his emotions out because that's what did that do to you did. seeing that? It it was very disturbing. Um, you know, the first thing you want to do is rush in and help, but mm -hmm. it's unless you're a trained therapist like you and can talk them out of it. You well, know, I'm a trained the, therapist, I'm just, <laughs> I'm a chaplain, not the a first, therapist. The but. first person that walks in, uh, you know, is is going to uh, activate a defense mechanism in him and that's going to, to break it. Uh, you know, unless you know the right words, the the key phrases that can, that can pull somebody out of it, the best thing to do is just be there and, you know, if they need a handhold, hold them. Well, you see, right. I ask because, man, my thought is, like, a lot of people feel exactly, they've watched this happen with mm -hmm. veterans, and they're like, well, and it's not just veterans that have post-traumatic stress. Oh, no, it's... It's tons of people, and then you see something happen, and you feel helpless, and then you think, well, maybe I should have, I, you know, it's a slippery you, you slope. Second, you second thought everything. Uh, yeah. You know, but but there's nothing that can be other than what you did. You said you were with that person. Right. Some, I mean, being alone, it's scary as hell. Yeah. That's my wife has an uncle who was in the Battle of the Bulge in World War II, and he and his wife, when he came back, they couldn't sleep in the same bed. They ended up sleeping in twin beds because he would have nightmares and it was a physical thing i mean he was fighting and that's you know that's something he never got over he he died at i think he was 86 87 years old and but it was still something that was happening in his life that many years ago um and it's amazing to me that i've met mm -hmm. i've met men that did six months in vietnam mm -hmm. six months right they're in their 70s right now. Yeah. And that six months is, I mean. It's, it's still fresh. I still think of, it's, yeah, it's just it's like there. it was yesterday. And I, sometimes I'm like, I, like, what happened to us? I, I don't get it. I don't understand all that, but I know that. Well, it's it it, it goes back to that, that high intensity situation that you were in. Um, it. This, this happens in, in a lot of corporate situations. You know, you're talking about anybody can have PTSD. PTSD. Uh, it, it happens in any situation that uh, is not going according to plan, and then there's a sudden drop off, a, a sudden uh, surge of activity that just kind of keeps piling up and piling up. And, and that's the situation you know, if you serve six months in Vietnam and you walk the point two days a week for the entire time that you're out there, you know, it's piling on every day. Oh, yeah. And at the end of that six months, you're, you're never going to let it go. You know, at the end of six you weeks. You can't get rid of it even. Uh, when they, uh, one of my favorite songs is a Billy Joel song and now I'm not going to be able to remember the name but uh, he talks about uh, six weeks on Paris Island preparing people to go to Vietnam and uh, as a marine and then Billy Joel in the military? Billy Joel was not in the military but but he uh, is a good song he's, well he 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 did a lot of interviews yeah. uh, he 
he went in depth with the song, and and you can tell. Uh, uh, Still in Saigon by Charlie Daniels Band. They're they're, you know, they talk to people. They, you know, saw what was going on, and that's the same with the the veteran songwriters thing that that is going on here at this festival yeah. and goes on at a couple of festivals. They they get a songwriter with a veteran who's got a story to tell and try to try to pull it all together for him. And uh, it works as therapy. You know, songwriting's therapy for me. I, I, I'd go crazy if I didn't have something to write down. Uh, uh, my well, brother, my brother's doing well, but he's he's got his own, you know, coping mechanism and his own therapies. And uh, my cousin's getting better uh, because of his wife and the therapies that they're running let's, through. Let's talk, you talk about your cousin's wife, Miss Boyce. Right. Um, I think that, and, and some of y'all watching are caregivers, and some of y'all listen to this later are caregivers on the podcast, and sometimes I think that the caregivers, like my wife, for instance, right. I have a panic attack last week. Mm-hmm. So when it's going on, my wife, at first, you know, I'm, I'm not real pleasant to be around. I'm kind of like, yeah. leave me alone, you know. <laughs> and, um, and then I'm like, because I'm, 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 and then I'm like, I'm trying to catch my breath. It seems like, and all this stuff's going on. And so she's stuck sitting there watching this. Yeah. And then later, I go, you know, I put up something about it on the Facebook, so you know, and then a bunch of people responded. Go check it out. Go check it. Go to the ER. So now my wife has to go down to the ER with me mm-hmm. because even though I have Tricare. Um, if you go to one of these dock in a box things, they right. I still have to pay three, four hundred dollars. So I drive yes. all the way to Eglin, Florida, out of our way, mm-hmm. spend an extra day. I was coming here early, but now I'm. Yeah, yeah, you have to stop at the she the base. There, yeah. That's it. She sits there in the ER with me again, and Doc does all the stuff. And they're all like, "Oh, you should come in." You're yeah, forty-seven years old with high cholesterol. It's not a bad idea. Come check right. it out. Right. You've done good. You've done good. You know, they're very reassuring. But he, I'm sitting there watching my wife, and I'm thinking, what a crappy wife. <laughs> I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she, it, and, and she doesn't look at it that way, uh-huh. but I do. And then and then I hear you mention your brother's wife's help, or your cousin's wife's helping him. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that, like, that's why I told you when we were over there, I was like, hey, I don't know if you're a veteran or anything, mm-hmm. but veterans can't live without other people they we were no we weren't in the military we weren't born that way right civilians first absolutely how do you come back to this and still live and you got to have people that aren't in the military to help us out you you have to be grounded in some way shape or form i mean if lightning hits a pole and it doesn't have a ground the pole burns up you got to you've got to have a you got to have an outlet for the surges in life and uh his is is wonderful for him, and uh, my mother was good for my dad. But you know, like I said, there wasn't a lot of stress in his part. Uh, my brother's wife, uh, she was a, a solid officer, is a solid officer's wife, even though he's retired now. Uh, she she's in control. She handles <laughs> it. Somebody's got uh, to somebody's somebody's do run it. the house. That's we're right. Not there. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Well, the 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 commander's wife is also the uh, point person f- for all the other 
spouses. I'm going to say spouse. Uh, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't say wife. Uh, well, no, that, that's this. It's the spouse. It's changed now quite yeah. a bit. Uh, I mean, I can attest to that. Uh, I've seen you, you've got to have something that grounds you, and uh, they serve. You know, the commander's wife serves as a, a point person for everybody that uh, is at home because they figured the first person that's contacted is the the spouse of the commander and it's uh, well you know it's the the flow of the army <laughs> the flow of military I uh, shouldn't say that no, well, no I, I it, think it's, it's really the it's, it's how mm -hmm. people work right well, we have to care for one you have to it's a it's a top-down world but if you don't have the ground troops I'm going to use the word ground troops uh, supporting the top, then where does the top go down? <laughs> True. Well, okay. So as a son of a veteran, yes, sir. And you're a, you're a singer songwriter. You're out mm. at the lake doing some, you know, mm. beautiful. We got a whole situation where folks oh, go and, and write some music and hang out. Just isolated. We get isolated for a few minutes, yeah. <laughs> which is not it, the norm. It's not the norm <laughs> for anybody. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, I, you know, Kate and I don't have children, and I've always thought that looking at military families, like the hope, mm -hmm. and, and I've seen this firsthand from I've conversations in Afghanistan and Iraq with folks saying, well, I hope one day my kid doesn't come over here. Now, we it's strange mm -hmm. because now we have a situation in Afghanistan and in Kuwait and some other right. places where children are walking where their parents walked. Yep. But what I what I would like to ask you about because you are that hope, you're your dad's hope. Yeah. You know, in one way, you, you get up and go to work because you have obligations, which, an obligation doesn't mean bad. Right. Responsibility. Responsibility. And so he gets up and goes to work because of you and the kids mm -hmm. and, and mom and everybody, and and then there's that dedication to country. Mm -hmm. But it all starts first in family. Right. And so, living this out as a songwriter and being out here, what do you um all that said to, to ask you this question. Okay. <laughs> Can you talk about like what it means as a songwriter, the emotional content, because you deal in, as a songwriter, right. you deal in emotional content every day. Yeah. And uh, we're always thinking, we're listening, we're trying to hear what's going around us. We, we try to absorb and regurgitate. <laughs> it's, uh, and, uh, but to put it into a focused fashion so that, you know, we're just talking about one subject. Uh, uh, I'm going to segue into this. There was, uh, I've written a song uh, called A Place Called Home. And it was after I read the book The Greatest Generation mm -hmm. and then watched a, a Tom Brokaw thing. He wrote the book and then he did a, little something else that came across uh, and I sat down and well no there was another magazine uh, I'm a volunteer I'm, I'm gonna throw this out okay. my wife and I uh, are retired and we live in a motorhome and we go different places doing volunteer work okay. and we run into a lot of military and I was reading a military magazine about a guy over in England that uh, d 
disappeared from his convalescent home. Just disappeared. And it was near June of, of 14, 2014. Mm -hmm. And the next place he was found was on the beaches of Normandy uh, at a ceremonial service that was going on and he had been one of the D-Day guys. GIs. Yeah. And he was bound and determined that he was gonna get there and he got there. And I wrote the premise of this song on the fact that he was on the sands of Normandy and then the relationship, the ending of the song goes to uh, guys are still serving on the sand in Iraq. Guys are still serving in the sand in Afghanistan. And uh, when they come back, they have issues in this place they call home. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wish we could do more to, to ease, ease the pain of the, the people that come back. Hey, can you, can you play the song for us? I can do that. Uh, Give me this. You want to grab your guitar? Okay. I'll sit here and talk to the folks that are online with us. All right. And um, try not I'll to make too push, much noise I'll here. Just do a little pause here on this. Well, I'll just keep it running actually. I'll just have to cut it out. So um, here we are, just doing some. Uh, I don't know, doing vet church interviews, hanging out, gonna play some music, um, meeting some veterans, meeting some people, and. And it's good stuff, you know. I mean, this is what what life's kind of about in a lot of ways. So I'm glad y'all are out there watching. Um, Brady, how you doing? David Young, I can't see who all's on there. Uh, I don't know how to do all this stuff on my thing. Kate's not here. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I, I do appreciate y'all tuning in to Vet Church and what we're doing. It's, it's trying to, it's amazing to me to hear the same stories, the same things that I've said and felt. I'm not the only one, you know, like there's other guys that feel the same way who recognize the, the, the importance of what we're doing and who also go through the daily struggles and, and have to find people to help them out and, have to believe and trust and, and move forward with with connectivity to others and um, you know it's a good thing you know and I mean, I'm real interested in this song right here because <laughs> it's inspiring it's inspiring to see people and the dedication of the military and you know I think about having been a chaplain in the military and it's awesome you know, like, I mean, there were days that blew, but there were, it was good stuff, you know. And uh, for the most part, when I look back at it, I'm really, really blessed to have been where I was, and I really am glad I did what I did. So I'm going to go ahead and just keep recording this thing. He, he, J, JT, right? RT. RT. I'm, yeah, RT. RT is going to We just met today. Song. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, here goes nothing.
Purple and red fill Normandy skies Color of the dunes he once slept on Sometimes the water fills his eyes the perfect job but <laughs> but you see that's just the the beauty of the whole yeah the you. whole idea of, of perfection is horse crap <laughs> i mean you know it is perfect it's perfect that they you know mm-hmm. mudbone drove by on the right forerunner <laughs> and, timing and is everything yeah. and i don't have my thing on oh. I, you know it's like because as people we have imperfections mm-hmm. we yeah. this, this idea of like everything's a movie well you know play that again until we get it just right that's not right well that's right a recording studio a television studio 
yeah, you can do it over and over and over, but uh, life is life is a one-time shot. Oh, it's man. it. Well, and, and it's like I'm concerned that you know, it, with 22 a day of us killing mm-hmm. ourselves, we talked about this. Yes. And I'm concerned that a lot of folks think that like I can never, you know, like I remember thinking one time, I'm never getting on a Blackhawk again. Yeah. And and it wasn't like, you know, some people might be like, well, who cares, you know? But for me, that was like it was like this awesome thing, and and I'm never, I'm never walking into a room, knowing that, like this this tribe of people that I'm about to talk to. Yeah. They're gonna be carrying guns in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Or just a few seconds from now, whatever it is, you know, it could have been months, but. Right. It was never like I'm never my congregation, my tribe is never gonna do that again. Yep. And then I came out here, and it's like, hang on a second. I still have purpose. I still have value. I still have worth. Yes. I, you know, they've never been able to put a price on a human life. And uh, uh, even when uh, generals are planning, you know, the big excursion, D-Day, yes, we know we're going to have casualties, but we don't want to. Uh, yeah, well, he's he won't eat much. <laughs> There's plenty of me to eat. Well, so know, we are in the woods too. We I, are I definitely in the woods. <laughs> we we are in the swamp. This is not necessarily just the woods. That's we've got right. no, we've got some bloodsuckers out here. Some gators this morning. <laughs> yeah. When my brother, when my dad went through uh, basic training, um, he was up in Lake Charles, and uh, he once told a story in front of my uncle who was in the air force uh my mother's brother and uh they were swapping stories and he talked about uh down being down in the swamps of louisiana and said he overheard some mosquitoes talking saying uh well do we eat him here or do we take him home and the the other mosquito said well uh we better eat him here because if we take him home the big ones will take him away from us (laughs) they're they're here (laughs) those man-eating mosquitoes are here (laughs) oh man um tell tell me about like so you you retired. What did you retire from? Uh, my wife and I were both in high tech. She worked for a huge corporate conglomerate, and I worked with two other guys. And we uh, we managed to we squeaked out a living while she was doing very well. And then one day she came home and she said she didn't like the job they were about to assign her to. She said, "I'm turning in my papers." And I said, <laughs> yeah. "Can I go with you?" <laughs> Well, that's cool. And y'all, so you travel around the country singing. Right. If somebody wanted to catch you for a show or Mm. to book you for a show, what would they do? Uh, Best bet is to go to Reverb Nation uh, slash RT, ReverbNation.com slash RT Hall. Okay. Um, And you can private message me there or... You do home shows? Uh, I'll do home shows. I ain't, I ain't proud. I'm doing the Tucson Folk Festival next week. It's going to be a big show, and but uh, I have I have played for two, and I have played for fifteen thousand. So you know. It's, well, it's about it's about the it's about the music. It, That's, it's, it's playing. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> like it doesn't really. Yeah, like I've, 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 I haven't played fifteen thousand. <laughs> 
Well, but it's like, it's I don't like, do it much. It was somebody else's crowd. I well, just happened to be along. <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> I was there, though. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, no, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it, it does get different when you're standing in front of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But there's this idea that, well, I couldn't do this or I couldn't do that. Anybody can do whatever you, they're willing to work really you hard You have at. to work at it. You have, number one, you have to want it. And you have to be willing to to make the sacrifices to get there. Did you um, did you watch that Bruce uh, Springsteen on Broadway thing where he no. stands up there and talks about like I made the whole thing up, man? But you got to work, you right? Gotta work hard. <laughs> you got to do it. Yeah, it's just not easy. You know, like he goes in it. No, I miss that. That's I don't have to see that. It's on Netflix, I think, yeah, or something. It's it's worth you know it's worth the view. Yeah, you, you know. I, well, I'm a boss fan. I just oh, okay. I, well, just good. haven't been there. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I, like, I've, I've, um, I've referred to it twice I, on my service on Sunday. I talked about it because he closes the thing with like a, a, a version of the Lord's Prayer and like uh-huh. just blesses all the folks that have. Oh. The, you know, I mean, yeah. he, you know, he's like dropping the f bomb at the beginning and mm-hmm. then swinging around at the end, oh, yeah. which is okay because I think, like, if you think about the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. Food, right. sex, hanging out with God. Right. Like you, you had it made. You had it made, man. <laughs> like the only thing I don't see there was the guitar, but <laughs> yeah. But you know, <laughs> it's, other than that, man, it's right. like weird to have it. And um, you know, I you know, I just I look at sometimes I look at life and I'm going like, you talk about folks feeling like, you know, you get a one shot. Mm-hmm. This is it. It, 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 you know, and as we think about one shot, in that one shot, there's many aspects of it. And, and maybe I got one shot to be a chaplain, captain, mm-hmm. and I was never going to make major. Yeah. And then, but now I get an opportunity to be a chaplain over here in this little sector where I care for people, hey. people in vet church, people that are hurting. You know, I, I go to people's houses and planter driveways because who else is coming to their house? And with post traumatic right. stress, mm-hmm. you know how hard it is to get up and go to Walmart? It, it it's it's tough it's i had to go to the the apple i told you a new phone early. right yeah and i had to go to the apple store yesterday i walk in and they got these little things on this kind of stuff called dbs decibels it must have been 10 decibels louder in the store it was crowded and and i wound up working with a lady whose dad's military and and, mm-hmm. and she comes and she said well i'm gonna have to send your phone off it's gonna be like 10 days or something and I'm thinking, well, how am I going to do this stuff? Right. And I immediately, like, like, I start, you know, I was overthinking mm-hmm. it, and like my blood's rushing, adrenaline's hitting me, my chest is starting to close. So I, I start doing my breathing techniques to counter right. it because I know something's going well, wrong. Well, panic, yeah, panic's not it. a good thing. No. And then she <laughs> says, "Hang on a second, let me go talk to the manager." She says, "This isn't good for you, is it?" And I told her what I, mm. I do in life, and they walked over and they gave me a new phone because this Apple rolls that way. Well, you know, they're, yeah. they're it's high dollar stuff. But at least they stand by their product, right? And um, and I, I was thinking to myself, man, like how many of us do something and we're not proud of it, and get to move forward mm. still in life because your life keeps going. Oh yeah, you, don't it, don't get hung up in one place. It's uh, you you got to take the next step. It's yeah. easy to get hung up in one spot. Oh, it is. And sometimes you got to realize that your next move is one step back and then then forward. You got to sometimes you have to get a little momentum going. 
Well, yeah. that's a hard thing to do. It is. It can be real scary when you have, like, I've got a good sport. So it's just like your cousin, mm-hmm. my wife. You, you, she's not here right now. Yeah. You'll meet her yeah. probably. And, um, of course, you know, we're about to have 100 something singers. There's, there's, it's it's going to be a crowded weekend. Started, and yeah. if, if you don't get to see me anymore, Matt, it was a great pleasure <laughs> meeting <Yeah>. you. <laughs> you too, man. Hey, and the other thing is, is we put all this stuff up online. Like uh-huh. I said, this will go up, you know, I'll fiddle with it when I get back to a laptop, which may be in August. Yeah. I'm, I'm scheduled out to the end of April, but then my laptop's dying and it got left in Mobile and it's like I don't have the extra day to drive back to Mobile and drive back this way because mm-hmm. I'm headed west. Yeah. And up around the country and all the way. You too. Well, I'm, I'm going up to Seattle eventually. I'm going to Tucson and then through California. Maybe we'll catch you. I'll get your <laughs> so, so one of the things we do is on July 3rd at 11.30 at night. Yeah. We do a pilgrimage through the National Cathedral in Bet Church. And yeah. you're invited, man. It's, it's, anybody that wants to come that cares okay. about veterans. All right. And so what it is, is my thought was so many of our missions took place at night. Mm-hmm. And so why not go to the National Cathedral? Yeah. And they let me, because we talk about Independence Day. Mm-hmm. What about Independence from moral injury, from some of the effects Right. of this anxiety stuff that gets us from the post-traumatic stress. You know, we always call it PTSD, and I say that still, even though it's not a disorder, it's a natural reaction. Right. But I say it because that's... It, it's the accepted term. It's what we're using as a term <laughs> in our society, and I'm not a term changer. Yeah. I am a person that journeys with folks. Mm-hmm. And so, but we, you know, we walk through the National Cathedral in the middle of the night, and oh, cool. I can't believe they let that church use that. Well, it's pretty I'm, awesome. I'm going to be with my cousin... Uh, who was in Vietnam? Yeah. During that that. Where are you guys gonna be at? Ah, oh, no, I won't be. Okay. Uh, July third, we'll be in Colorado. Yeah. We'll be high in the mountains because uh, we spend most of the month of July in Colorado because it's just too darn hot. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is. No, it really. So, well, I'm being so I'm I'm doing a conference with a bunch of chaplains in uh, I think it's the twentieth to the. 17th to the 20th of June. Yeah. Colorado Springs. Okay. I'll be 60 miles to the west of Colorado Springs in a little town called Salida. Um, but I don't know that we'll be there that week. Hey, let's talk Let's talk about Ooh. Colorado real quick. Yeah. I think that if, if you're a veteran watching this or a caregiver or a veteran, there's something healing about those mountains. Oh, yeah. I, I want to just, would you also encourage with me? Yes. I, the mountains, if you if you need a place to get away and be alone, the mountains are a great place. If you need a place to get away and be with people, the mountains are a great place. It's, uh, uh, you could just sit there. The place where we go is, is a wonderful spot. We're at 9,000 feet, but we're surrounded by 14,000 foot mountains. And you're just sitting up and looking. And it's it's just, incredible. We uh, we get away from the town. Uh, we're about probably 500 feet above the town, so we get very little ambient light. And at night, those stars are just like they're right there. <laughs> you can right there, you can touch them. Uh, well, and they've got they've got your they've got weed out there. It doesn't yeah. like I've got a medical marijuana card, but it. It's in Florida and it won't work in Colorado, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like they've got everything. Right. There's all kinds of holistic yeah. people there. There's they people are. that'll care for you that have said, you know what? 
we're going to the mountains to pray. There's a, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that, that believe in God um, without any of the denomination bull crap that sometimes gets us, especially veterans. That right. that stuff turns us off yeah. right away. I mean, you, you, you have first, to have seen that. With right. The first step, God. But, you know, it's I think the mountains are awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, having... You know, like I wrote that song. Uh, well, I was in the Cornwall Valley. There's some huge mountains there. Yeah. New Kush on one side. Um, the Torobores on the other. I mean, the mountain ranges that are just, mm-hmm. you know, from the dawn of time. Right. People have been in those mountains. And I and sometimes when I'm in Colorado, it, it's so cool because there's no, and for the Afghan mm-hmm. veterans out there, there's no IEDs. There's no, like, the Russians didn't fly over and drop thousands of little toys. So you can walk anywhere you want to walk, you know. And, and you, you, I, they've got lines and stuff in it's, the woods. But it's, uh, well, there's a, there's a lot of, lines, right. And, you know, you gotta watch you, that, you've got to watch that. You've got nature. You have to deal with nature. But uh, but it's not man-made nature. Right. It's not man-made right. going to get you. There's something pure about Colorado. Mm-hmm. It is Colorado, Yellowstone, mountains of Idaho. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen and like even there's just beautiful stuff around this country. Yeah, and it's you know one of the things I've done is like I've gone to people's houses that I've deployed with and said, hey, why don't you take a trip? Well, what yeah. do you mean? All you do is you get in your car it's, and drive. I mean, you know, referring back to what you said, it's hard to get out of the house. But if you ever get to that point, you know, and I encourage everybody to do it. Uh, I live in a motorhome. We park it in uh, BLM land up in Colorado. And, you know, we don't have any neighbors. Uh, don't have anybody I can disturb playing the guitar. Uh, <laughs> so I can, but you, you can walk outside and you can just, you can breathe. And you, you feel a moment of freedom. And, you know, you're... You're uh, ten thousand feet closer to God. Uh, you're you're there, and you just you can just be. Uh, yeah, bears, lions, lions and tigers and bears. Oh my! Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> but Wait, hey, you, you don't it. you don't see them every yeah. day, and well, if you do see them, you know. There's that's well not so much. Just don't be a threat to them. (laughs) As long as you're not a you know a threat, or you can tell if they're hungry. If they're hungry, they'll look at you and they'll start stalking you. Then uh, figure a way to get out of there. (laughs) That's that's the most important. But if you just stand still and look big, most of the time they'll go off and leave you alone. Um, Now it's easy for me to look big, but you know it's uh, (laughs) man like. You know, that's as, um, so I'm, I'm obese by the BMI standard. Yes, well. And the, the weird thing is, is like, when I got out of the military, they started giving me pills. Mm-hmm. I got up to like 14 a day, and I got all the way up to 297. Yeah. And I just about darn near starved myself to not get to 300. Right. Because I was on a track, man, and those mm. pills are just, they're hurting they, you. They do that. And it's like, um... But I, I'm, I don't care about the BMI thing. I'm pretty mm-hmm. comfortable with who I am. Well, and if you, f- you know, I'm 
I'm comfortable where I am. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm I'm actually on that diet thing right now, but uh, that's more because I like to walk the mountains. And when you get up there, there's rare air. But and when you start no, that is, that is you true. start walking up there, true, man, and I got to get into a little bit of shape before we make it up there in June and July. <laughs> well, I hope I hope you enjoy some of this. Man, this can't oh, this is good. Here. Oh yeah, and it's all pretty healthy. All right. Well, that's uh, my. Uh, stepson lives over in New Orleans. We, okay. we, we're regulars. <laughs> we, we know this area regularly. Uh, so, uh, oh yeah, we, we believe in the cage hunt. <laughs> well, I, t- I tell you, like, I, I said something to Scott one day. He said, don't, uh, don't worry about buying another house somewhere. You come down here and you get a houseboat and you just live in my backyard. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and there's people doing it all over the place. It is, here. it is. That's a, that's a, a, uh, there's a lot of uh, temporary, uh, we call it temporary housing. You know, that's, that's, we live in a temporary house. We're going to put it somewhere for a temporary time, and then we're going to move it. And uh, that's what a houseboat is. It's just temporary on the water, right? Well, you know, it's weird, too. Like, okay, so a lot of people in the military culture. Uh-huh. It's like that minivan over there with the thing on top. Yeah. So my wife and I have been living in that minivan since August. Uh-huh. We stayed at my uncles, we stayed at her really? parents, you know, spent a night here and there and kind of thing. And we carry a small trailer kind of like that behind yep. it with a generator. And I roll down one window and I've got an internal AC unit that mm-hmm. I turn on and my dog stay in the minivan during right. the day or whatever. And my brother made this point to me. He says, none of us live in our houses. Now, my brother lives on the ICW, a big, beautiful, and that was him just popping them in. Was it? <laughs> he, um, he's out in the middle of golf somewhere. <laughs> hey, John. Um, he, uh, my brother says, we don't live in our houses. I'm like, uh-huh. Marty, you got a house that's like Magnum P.I.'s house. And Marty's <laughs> like, no, 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 we don't, you, you're missing it. I live outside and out mm-hmm. here. Right. And he said, now, when you get, and this is back before we started doing this. Cause I was, you sleep in the house. That's it. You sleep <laughs> yeah. there. All right. And, you know, we do. We go to campgrounds and stuff, so I have some facilities because. Mm-hmm. That would be nice to have it's, a bigger thing. It's nice to take a wide shower every once it's, in a while. It's great, the... <laughs> yeah. Well, and in, in the minivan, there is no shower. Right, yeah. So, it's, uh... Well, and, and like it, somebody once gave me this big RV thing, uh-huh. but I, th- we did a lot of research on the gas mileage. I can't afford it. That, I get 24 miles a gallon. Right, yeah. And I don't have a big enough. I, it, our, my people are dying 22 a day. Mm-hmm. And I can go there and sit with them for five minutes. And it's and I'm not a therapist, mm-hmm. but I can sure encourage people to like go get yeah. some therapy. I've had it, mm-hmm. like if it, you know, it's still owing sixty k in student loans, but having three hundred thousand dollars worth of post education, post right. high school. If I still need help, huh. what's that say? It says everybody could still get some help. That's psychiatrists go see each other. That's right. No, they do. Because <laughs> they you, do. They have to. You can't, but you know, and back in the day, when you know, when there were little farming villages and stuff, mm-hmm. people go tell each other their business. Yeah. Why do they do that? They have to get it off their chest, number one, or uh, work it out of their system. And the only way they can work it out of their system is to say it out loud to somebody else. Yeah, man. That's, I do it. <laughs> I sing it out loud. Hey, well, <laughs> speaking of which, I, I was thinking about like closing. Us. Um, first, is there anything else you'd like to say? Encourage veterans, encourage their families, anything that you can do? Really- Guys, get help. Ladies, you know, my 
Yeah. I got two female cousins that uh, that suffer a little bit. They both have uh, physical ailments from from uh, active duty military, and uh, uh, I, you know, they they know they have a real strong family system. If you don't have a real strong family system, go to professional. I mean, and. Uh, I don't know how much trouble you've had with military being able to go to uh, to go through their support system. Uh, I, I, now, my, the group I go to that's been yeah. the most helpful, yeah. it's at a VA, believe it or not. Yeah. And, and you know, I tell people, you, the VA's really let me down, too. I mean, it's, they've done yeah. some things that were really not right at all. And yet, at the same time, I think it's a system. So am I going to spend my time fighting a system? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to say, hang on a second, I got a little bit of help here. Now it's time to move on and get some other help. Well, you you've got a system. Don't try to change it. Learn to work with it. Yeah. And uh, and the system's a system. It's always it going to be a system. You, Go to uh, another system. Find another system. <laughs> well, that being said, I was wondering if you'd take us out with another song. Being a singer songwriter, uh, you know, I always want to play. Well, we were talking about Colorado, and I wrote a song. Uh, was it 2016, 2015? Uh, there was a group of planets that were going to get together and everybody was afraid it was going to be the end of the world because they were all going to be in a line. Well, we were up in Colorado, up in Salida, and it was June 27th or 28th, and I, I remember it well. And I had traveled across the country with this little tune and never been able to get the words. But we were sitting there in our motorhome, looking out the big front window at one of those 14,000 feet peak, foot peaks and overcomes one of those planets. And I had to hold my hand up to my wife for her not to say something because I jumped up and got a piece of paper. The mountain silhouette backlit by the sun. The moon and planets See the day is done The light bounces off The clouds ray Let's not let a moment slip away The stars in the sky shine along the Milky Way. Let's not let a moment slip away. The heat exhausted us as we did our chores. We won't look back to see if we could do more And I'll get on my knees Give thanks as I pray I did not let that moment slip away
morning light shines on a valley of green. A lovely sight, and it really must be seen. No photograph could ever display. Let's not let a moment slip away. The birds are singing their morning praise. Let's not let a moment slip away. And as we grow we start to slow I'll always remember the Alpen and I'll get on my knees give thanks as I pray I did not let that moment slip away Yes, I'll get on my knees, give thanks as I pray. I did not let that moment slip away. <laughs> Thank awesome, you very much. Man. Appreciate that. That was awesome. Um, you know, I, I love being, we talk about tribes. Being part of this singer-songwriter tribe. Yeah. It's real, it's real special. There's some, and I've been across the country, there's some very good groups of people that, oh, yeah. that sit there and play on your emotions singing a song. Oh, yeah. It happens to me all the time, you know. <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for doing this Bet Church interview, for encouraging. Now, I don't do any sign waivers or anything. At some point, you're like, take that crap down. Mm-hmm. We'll take it down. All right. Well, um, you know, it's, but it's it's you know I'm not I'm not making money off it. We are going to turn Vet Church into a veteran support group for 501c in the future. Good. And um, it just it's got bigger than me, you know. And right. and and I found out that like when you start helping others out and, and folks coming to me and saying like, hey, I'm glad you did that because that helped me do this move or help me mm-hmm. in it and it's like hang on a second so i'm actually just journeying with people here oh it's it's all a journey it is and so <laughs> i really appreciate you doing this oh man. it's my my pleasure spot man. on man <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate that life is awesome. good yeah. well I, I knew if i came out here mm-hmm. there was a, i was gonna run into somebody and <laughs> stuff. hey vet church thanks y'all for all all the things you're doing i saw somebody write something way back up here Thanks, John. We'll, we will we'll do our best. Um, all y'all who watch, thank y'all for watching. Love all y'all. And uh, we're going to do some more of these things throughout the week because we got people. All sorts of them. A hundred songwriters. Buddy. And if, you, if you're anywhere where you can drive to Morgan City, Louisiana, come on. 
we'll get you into the show. I, I, I don't know about lodging, but I'll get you into the shows. I Absolutely. You that much. Come on down. Come on down. God bless y'all. Thank you for joining us for this Vet Church podcast. To learn more about Vet Church, visit www.vetchurch.com.